Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello from the future. This is Brandon, the host and creator of Monster Eight the Pilot. You're getting this odd introduction due to the fact that Brandon used to have music on the podcast, and uh, that day finally came, and I'm starting to get episodes struck down. So I'm going through and getting all the music remo- removed. So you're getting this fun introduction to go over any time I had music playing at the beginning of the show. Um, if I'm not able to cut around it, like sometimes I talk over the music, so that's why this is here. Uh, yeah, so if there are references to songs or I seem to be talking about a song, I'm like, hey, I've got these three songs later. You know, look in the description of what they were. They will be cut out. I am working on it. It will take some time. Hopefully I don't get the ban while working on this stuff because a lot of these episodes are in the archives. And getting them out of the archives takes like 12 hours. But other than that, enjoy the show. Like I said, it's, uh, you know, I kind of fucked up by not knowing... Uh, but not understanding what I was reading when saying that Spotify Anchor allowed music on the podcast. I misunderstood what that meant. Anyways, yeah, it sucks, but we all get through it together. Enjoy the episode. It's the best episode ever. This is, Whatever episode this is on, it's the best episode ever. So listen, like, share, subscribe, support, all the fun stuff. Thank you. Hello, friends and neighbors. Welcome to Monster Eight the Pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Sunday, so it's going to be time for three songs of the week. Some other ramblings about a trip to Portsmouth and some other whatever nonsense. You know what it is. You know how this show works by now. It's just whatever. It's just going to be me talking to myself for an hour and a half or something like that. Probably not that long this time. Also got a Springsteen song of the week. Um... Yeah, whatever, dude. Like, let's just jump into it, right? You know, opening song of the night is Plow United with Spindle. What a great track that is. I fucking love that song. I love Plow United. Man, nobody listened to Plow United. I love them. Like, they were 10 years before I was, you know, they were like 95, so I wouldn't have known them when I was a kid kid. So, like, I got into them when I was like 19, 20. I was like, man, this band's so cool. Just ferociously fast-ass punk music. <laughs> uh, if I could treat you like shit, then you'd love me forever. Ugh, you know. Yeah, sometimes that's how it's been. that's a lot of people like uh, dudes sometimes feels like oh they only like uh, they only like it because the trees are bad but you know I don't know there's some truth to some there's some women who have that there's but not all it's you start generalizing that all women feel a certain way is fucking stupid they're all individuals bro just like all dudes are individuals man just like we're all individuals man we're getting into it. let's jump into it. Uh, <laughs> Oh, if you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. Man, it's going to be a night, isn't it? Jesus, we're three minutes in and I'm already off the rails. Here we go. Hey, if you've liked what you've heard, spread the good word. We just passed 1,000 listens last week, which I said thank you for, but thank you again. Um, If it's the first time you've tuned in, welcome. If it's your second time, welcome back. If it's your third time, what the hell are you doing with your life? Um... (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, we're going to have a good time tonight, I think. I almost had a theme picked out randomly. Like, it almost kind of just naturally fell into place. Um, excuse me. My head itches. Um, yeah, I had, like, a Springsteen song picked out, and I had a Horrible Crow song picked out, and they both featured the word crush. And I was like, maybe I can do a thing about every song having the word crush. And I think there's another one. And I couldn't remember which one song it is off the top of my head. But I ended up abandoning it, ab- abandoning it and then, you know... I said to go with something else. The Springsteen song of the week stayed the same, but you know, I I switched a horrible crow song and went with uh, different stuff. Whatever, you know what I mean. We're jumping way ahead of the plot here, man. 
Plow United. That's off. Uh, I think that's a self-titled record on nine, 1995. Uh, Plows United. Plows. Plows United. Plow United. Jesus, Brandon. Come on. That's nah. I just want to make sure. Just want to make sure, man. Who? Who? No. Whatever, dude. They have a sleepwalk. I'm pretty sure it's just Plow United. Whatever, man. Why am I focusing in? Let's just. <sighs> We got to reset here. <laughs> oh, this is what you came here for, is just Brandon having no idea what's happening right now. Oh, God. Anyway, I went to Portsmouth this week. It was a good time, wonderful time. Uh, didn't do absolutely anything, so I got my you know usual stuff done. I got my hair all cut up. It's looking good. I got myself a, night, a good shave. God, it's ridiculous how good-looking I am sometimes. It's it's terrifying. I think it terrifies people with how good-looking I am. I think that's what I tell myself, is that I get so good-looking I terrify people. <laughs> oh, I had somebody compliment my facial hair at work today. The customer's like, hey. It's like, I like, I, I like that. I'm like, yeah, I know. People do like that. That's why I do it. So, yeah. How about you do it, too, man? Live the life you want to live. That's that's the key. Live the life you want to live. If you're not hurting nobody, who cares? Who cares, man? Apparently everybody. Sometimes government wants to get involved, and then the other half says, hey, government should be in that shit. Then that other half gets involved, and I don't know. What am I talking about already? Who cares? What the fuck am I talking about? Oh, let's get focused up, Brandon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I almost had a theme picked out for the songs just randomly. It almost fell into place. Uh, I might be doing a theme episode this week on for Tute the Cat, the weaker than uh, the cat from... Because I, I talked about uh, Vertute at Rest way, way, way back in the early days of the podcast. Uh, I think it was even before music was being played. So I just talked over it. Um, so I think I'm going to actually do like a whole retrospective or just kind of like a d dive into all three songs and how beautifully great they are and how devastating for Tutte at Resto is. Because um, I got my Spotify retrospective or whatever the hell they call that thing, the year in review thing, and for Tutte, the, for Tutte at Rest off John K. Sampson's Winter Wheat was my number one song of the year. I don't know how that... I, I, I That could be my number one song in terms of like what I've listened to the most this year. The song's only like a minute and 20 seconds long, so it could be something I like I kind of dug in on. It was like this kind of... I was listening to that record a lot back in like January, February, because uh, winter's wheat. Oh, it's winter time. Wow, wow, wow. I'm so cool. Um, nah, this is what, there was other songs in the top five. I'm like, that, no, I did not listen to that song more than I listened to this song. There's no way. Like, it's literally impossible. Like, I listened to that song for like two days, maybe, and then I never went back to it, but it's my number two song. Get the fuck on out of here with that. I listen to this song by Idols way more, like Crawlers, uh, Beachland Ballroom, stuff like those songs. I listen to those songs a lot this year. None of them anywhere in there. So I think it's all bullshit, man. It's all bullshit. It's all propaganda, bro. What am I talking about? Retrospective. I saw a lot of people doing their things. I think it had my Artist of the Year's Hold Steady. And then it had Bruce at number two, which is... I think last year was Drive by Truckers and Bruce number two, if I'm thinking correctly. Yeah, so Bruce is always up there. There was the year and I really got into Bruce. And it was like, oh, you listen to like some stupid amount of Bruce. <laughs> it was like, uh, oh, it was like, I can't. I think it was close to like 10,000 minutes this year listening to Springsteen. 
<laughs> which is the equivalent of like four, like maybe like four versions of Born to Run back to back. So like 20,000 minutes right there. Why are people texting me when I'm starting the podcast? Oh, I'm going to punch everybody right in the face. Oh, I hate you all. I hate you all. I don't think we have any sports talk to talk about this week at all, do we? I don't think so. I mean, High State looks like they're probably going to get into the playoff. Back into it. The Bruins are beating the Avalanche right now. The Bruins are so freaking good. It's stupid. Um, and what's frustrating is the damn Devils are just as good. So, yeah. That's ba- that's my sports talk for you. Is that the Bruins are really good. So are the Devils. And Ohio State looks like they're going to be in the playoff. That's basically what I've got for you, man. So, uh, yeah. Damn, the Devils have been really freaking good. They're just as... They, they were one point up on the Bruins, but they played two more games. That's ridiculous. Like, for how good the Bruins have been, the Devils have been that good as well. And the Maple Leafs have been really good as well, so they've been playing really well. But at the same time, you know the Maple Leafs are just going to choke it out whenever it comes to playoff time because they're they're jokes. Like, as much as I like Toronto, the Maple Leafs can go... F themselves. Look at me cutting back the cursing. I am trying to do that, which is mind-blowing to me that how much I'm trying, and if I ever listen back, I'm like, God, <laughs> that's so much. I curse all the time. I warn people, like at work and stuff. I'm like, hey, just so you know, if you don't like cursing, tough, because this is how I talk, man. I'm just a cool guy. Cool guy who sounds like he's kind of from Boston for some fucking reason, but yet has only been there once. Like I said, I've trick Nick the Greek that one time when I was uh, did I, I don't know if I told that story or not I think I have where I got in the uh, the lift go back to the airport and the guy was like well, how often do you come home to Boston I was like never been here before man I'm from New Boston New Boston man Sayodadale represent you know those Sayodadale kids man tough guys tough guys that's what they all are grew up fighting on the streets of Sayodadale <laughs> Oh, God. It's chaos tonight, guys. It's chaos. And gals. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Just, I don't have much planned. I know last week I talked about pulling an hour and a half out of my ass the week before. I'm like, oh, I don't think I'll be able to do it. I pull like an hour and 20 out of my ass. I'm not pulling. I don't think I'm pulling it. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's it's fun time, though. We're having a good time, I think. I hope everybody's enjoying it. Let me know if you are enjoying it. Like, yeah, you can always send me. It's like, hey, I like that. And I'm like, Cool. I'm not changing nothing, dude. Let's jump into the Springsteen song of the week. It's also... The reek? Did I just say the reek? Um, it's off the river as well. Like, man, like I just, like like I said, uh, Hungry Heart came on last week when I was gone on the radio, the regular radio. And I was like, man, it just kind of took me in there. Two songs after that is a great song. And like I said, I, I kind of hinted at it by saying Crush. It's Crush on You, which is one of Bruce's great straightforward just like rock fucking songs. It's it's wonderful. You know what I mean? It's got some great like imagery. Just, I don't know. It's just a fun, fun track. Good, obviously, gr- good sax from Clarence. It's just in your face, just a rock and roll song. So this is Crush on You by The Boss. Hell yeah, man. Like I said, it's just a straightforward. It was like one of the first Springsteen songs I really got into that wasn't like one of the main big time songs, you know, like like you know, Born to Run, Jungle Land, 
Actually, I take that back. I wasn't used to not to be a huge fan of Jungle Land when I was a super punk kid. But at the same time, there was like all you know, like the river, all like the big songs of Bruce, Born in the USA, all those fun, you know, all those jams, Atlantic City. Um, but man, Crush on You was like one of the first ones. It was like that was not among his main, like his big, big, big time hits that I was just like, holy shit, this song is so fucking cool. It's just straightforward rock and roll, man. It's just like, it's just fun as hell. Like... It's, you know, there's no big sweeping overarching story here and there's not deep metaphors in it or whatever about society. It's just, hey, I got a crush on you, girl. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, like the second verse, uh, my brain takes a vacation just to give my heart more room. For one kiss, darling, I swear everything I would give because you're a walking, talking reason to live. <sighs> Damn, dude, he cuts, he cuts it, he cuts it deep. And then I love that. She makes the Venus de Milo look like she got no style, and she makes Sheena the Jungle look meek and mild. <laughs> like I said, it's just a... It's probably Bruce at one of his most fun. Like that, like Rosalita is another one that's just... It's just fucking pure fun every time I listen to it. It's just a fun song to get into and listen. It's just a song you want to play and have a good time to. So Crush on You by Bruce off the river. 1980... Damn, dude, 1980. Ten years before old Brandon was around doing cool shit all the time. Ah. Woo. I'm trying this Coke. Coke, whatever. Coke Zero. The Zero Sugar. The Dream World. Not bad. Not bad. I I can't tell if I like it, though. It's weird. It's like, I kind of like it, but then I also am like, meh. It's weird. It's odd. Whatever. I'm odd. We're all odd, aren't we? You know? It's all odd. No, uh, I don't know. But what's going on in the world of Brandon, man? I had a good therapy session this week. We talked quite a bit about life, and we talked quite a bit about the encroaching cold. I know I talked about it last week. Obviously, this is the time of year when, like, they just fucking hit you over the like over the head, over and over again. Family, 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 family. And I know for a lot of people who don't have family or are going through tough times, this is the worst time of year, just because they're just. Basically, they're, it's a weird way like iterating to you, like, hey, you're a failure. <laughs> uh, and like I said, it's tough for a lot of people. Like, I kind of laugh at it now. Um, which I got a good family, but, you know, at the same time, whatever. Let's, what, what, I don't know what to talk about. But, yeah, at the same time, it's like, you know, once again, if you're having trouble, reach out to people. Reach out to me. Reach out to somebody who can help. Uh, I'll try to find you somebody who can help. Man, if you reach out to me, I don't care. I'm not going to judge you. What's the point of judging you, man? Um, we all go through tough times, you know, I'm just dumb enough to put it on a microphone and put it in the public record. (laughs) Ah, shit. Um, nah, but man, like, yeah, like this time of year gets cold, like I said, we get into that reflective mood. Like, I I started feeling that, like, mood in the past, like, week, that reflective of, oh, God, it's the end of the year. And, uh, I don't know, man. I've gotten good about letting go of the years. Like, you know, I don't really care about how old I am. I always have to think every time somebody asks me. Like, there are some people who know, like, to the day how old they are because they're so focused on, do I look old? And, like, I don't care anymore. I'm 32. Right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like, the trip around the sun stuff doesn't bother me. But the end of the year still kind of gets me, like, starting to reflect of, like, did I accomplish as much? And, like, what's the difference between December 31st and January 1st besides some preconceived notion built by society? Like, anything? Nothing. 
Nothing really. Nothing at all. There's no difference. So who cares if you don't get it finished by December 31st? Get it finished on January 1st. I'll think the same exact of you. I won't be like, Ugh. oh, you didn't get it done last year, so you're dead to me. Who cares, man? Like, you know, if you're working on yourself, it's always going to be a journey. That's what I had to, you know, that's what I learned. That's the best part, too. If every story is the journey, the ending's always flat because, you know, the journey to get you there is the best part. You know? Right? Right? You know? Nobody really cared about the end of The Lord of the Rings. They said, finish this shit up already. And then they got to the end, and then they finished it 17 different times. People are like, for the love of God, this isn't Helm's Deep, bro. Let's get to it. I don't need to see the hobbits hugging each other. I did. I, I cried my goddamn eyes out when I was a kid. <laughs> I'll probably, if I watched it, uh, if I, I might watch it this week and I'll probably cry again. <laughs> Gotta love those movies so much. Oh, man. Especially when Sean Astin gives speeches. It's just, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's truly magnificent. Don't you, don't you leave him, Samwise Gamgee. And I don't mean to. God, it gets me tearing up right now. No, but like I said, this time of year tough we like I said that's what we talk about in therapy is like you know kind of going into the end of the year accomplishing goals and like trying to let go of like putting yourself on some some other somebody else's timetable this being society so you know f- do the things you need to do on your time <laughs> you know there obviously there's some stuff that's pressing more than others but you know we always got to get together we always got to you know we got to help each other out man you know i'm not like i said you get it done 2 days late you know, you shed that last pound three days after your goal. I don't give a shit. You still hit your goal, man. Good job. Like, you know, you like the time frame's whatever. And you have all these damn charlatans out there selling you the fucking magic. I watched that thing about, what's the douche, the, the dude, he walks around, he acts like he's like, uh, he all natural, all he does is eat liver, and this is why he's so jacked, and it's like, it turns out, nah, he's like jacked on all, all these steroids, and he's constantly denying it, but it's like, written proof that he's, like, fucking, like, just loaded with steroids. <laughs> what a loser. Oh, man. It seems like he, like, he, he does, like, live by the tenets he talks about, but, like, he's he's a snake oil salesman because he's got his own supplements. This is how I get this big and I take all these natural supplements. And it's like, yeah, no, nah, you fucking shove so much steroids up your ass, you look like Barry Bonds in 2001, man. Mark McGuire in 98, just jacked, and Jose Canseco, like, 88. 89? Yeah. Just like big meathead. I don't know. So many charlatans out there. If anybody out there wants to get into like a health guy and they're trying to, they have their own special supplements, they're full of shit. Just so you know. They are full of shit and they're lying to you. They're just selling stuff to get themselves to make a lot of money. So stop giving them money, man. Charlatans, man. Snakes. Need a St. Patrick to drive all these snakes off the internet. Am I right? Oh, that's a reference hardly nobody understands. They probably do, but it's probably not a great reference either. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God, it's a night, isn't it? It is a night. I don't think I watched Harley. I didn't do anything. I didn't update the Lost Rewatch this week. I got a new rug in. I love it. It is nice. It's fluffy. I like it. I take my socks off and I walk around in circles. I had the window open to the street, so people are probably walking down the street watching me walking like little mini circles on my rug with no socks on and like, what the hell is wrong with this guy? And I'm like, you know what? How about you come inside? You feel the rug. And then they do. And they're like, wow. And then people outside are seeing me and like four or five of my neighbors just walking in tiny circles on my rug. I'm like, wow. It's a weird ass party in there. I'm like, yeah, wait till we get the keys out. <laughs> 
<laughs> so once again, I don't know what the hell's happening, guys. Brandon's going off the rails. He's going crazy. No, another thing we worked on in uh, therapy this week, we talked a lot about letting go and um, finding strength to move forward in a lot of things. You know, holding, you know, I, I hold on to quite a bit. I have a tough time letting shit go. I think a lot of us do. Uh, letting things go that really bother us. And I think I talked a little bit about it on the podcast uh, last week or maybe the week before when I talked about, you know, always having trying to be the bigger man. Sometimes you get frustrated always having to be the bigger person and stuff. But ultimately, it's so much better to always just don't do that. Always like, to hold on to a value of yourself and to always live up to that value. It always makes you feel so much better than any time you dip below that and you kind of let yourself fall off of it. Because then that disappointment, and like especially with my personality of never letting things go, yeah, it's just, it's just, oh, I just beat myself up so much more when I don't live up to the values I, or standards I can kind of hold myself to. And like I said, I always say, you know, whenever I try to, when I do, do have to lead, I am a leader, captain, two-year baseball captain, what a great guy Brandon is, Um, is that, you know, don't ever expect somebody else to do something you're not willing to do yourself so you know if I let my standards slip and I treat somebody like shit just because I can't let something in the past that doesn't matter anymore go then how can I ever expect somebody to ever let something that I did wrong go like you know what I mean if I'm not willing to let it go why should they ever let it go to me you know what I mean I want forgiveness that's a big part of my thing love death redemption who's like the three fucking character arcs of Brandon um, that if I'm not willing to redeems not redeem I get yeah like basically forgive somebody why should they ever forgive me and that's ultimately my goal is to be forgiven for shit I've done wrong and it's the list gave me a thousand hands to count all my sins man oh you know so what we talk about yeah, so, that's like, you know, that's what we talked about. It's still tough, you know. It's not like it's just easy. It's like, okay, we talked about therapy now. It's over and I am fixed. Nope, it's putting plans into actions. Putting words to power, whatever they say. Putting plans into action and stuff like that. It's uh, probably having to step up and do the right thing for... Ultimately, also, at the same time, it's like, don't... You know, you're not doing it for... You do it... <laughs> You shouldn't do everything for yourself, but sometimes you do have to do certain things for yourself. Just to let yourself know that you can do things, and that's where I'm at. I gotta like tell myself, you know, you can do this. You can do this, man. And the fact you're gonna be able to do it, get through it, and be better for it is gonna make you feel so much better, more confident. I mean, you're already so ah. I was on a good roll there. I'm so already so confident with this fucking facial hair I got, dude. It's sick, sick, bro. Oh, I hate bros. <laughs> I hate the fact that I can't say sick bro without feeling like a douchebag because douchebags say sick bro. I want to say it, but not feel like a douche. <laughs> I had some guy way back when. It was when I was Top Gun was in the theaters. The, obviously the new one because I wasn't alive when the original was in theaters. I just want to make sure I clarify that. Um, like, hey, have you seen the new Top Gun? I'm like, no, nah, not yet. I'm always seeing it. He's like, dude. Sick, bro. 100% serious. This is not like he was fucking around with us or just like, nah, you know, I'm being ridiculous or something like that. No, he's 100% serious. Like, sick, bro. And I, I don't think I could hold the disgust on my face when they said that to me. I'm like, I, I'm not going. And I didn't say it, but I really wanted to say, I'm not going to be around you. I'm not going to, like, 
don't ever talk to me. <laughs> uh, shit, like, come on. And he's like 45, 50 years old. And this is like unironically talking to the younger people saying, sick, bro. It's like, oh, shit, is it straight hunted? Is it fire? Is it on fleek, man? Oh, I wish Mandy or Cheyenne was here to make sure I used all those correctly. Uh, oh, pub references. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Sick, bro. <laughs> what was I talking about before sick, bro? I don't even know. What was I talking about just kind of being... Oh, yeah, it's just the therapy, dude. Therapy's great. It is wonderful, especially when you have a really good session. It It is kind of like a weight lifting a little bit. And it's kind of... You know, I talked about certain things I don't... I've talked about things in therapy that I've never talked to anybody about. There's still stuff I've only talked about in therapy I've still never told nobody about. Nobody knows nothing about. Uh, and, uh, you know... And it makes you does it does make you feel better, like you know, especially when you get the right person to work with. Which I think I got a great therapist. Um, she challenges me when I need to be challenged. Sometimes and says, "Hey, Dick," <laughs> she doesn't do that. Oh, uh, and I like I I want to watch that Jonah Hill thing where he's got his he's got like the little documentary with or whatever. I'm not sure if it's a documentary or a little series with his therapist. I had that idea. I had that idea months ago. Like, early on in the podcast, I was thinking of, like, guests. I'm like, maybe I can get my therapist to come on the show if they're allowed. Because I, I wasn't sure if they'd be allowed to do something like that. Like, almost we'd do, like, a a session as an episode of the podcast. I don't know. It was, like, it was very vague of what I wanted to do. whether we Or I would just have, like, hey, how did you get into this stuff like that? And, like, obviously, because, you know, she can't talk about other patients or anything like that because it's HIPAA or whatever the hell. And, um... And I'll say, like, with me, I'm like, you can talk about whatever you want because I'm literally here and I'm giving you permission to tell everybody how fucking crazy this guy is. Um, yeah, I had that idea that here comes Jonah Hill, man, just coming in like, oh, look at me. I have all, I have Scorsese money and I'm just going to make myself an own show and I bet it's wonderful. <sighs> I bet it is wonderful. I want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched nothing, man. I watched Broken Arrow, like, the last hour and a half, maybe, like, 45 minutes or something like that of Broken Arrow with... Christian Slater and John Travolta from like 97. Horrible movie. Hilarious in certain ways. Howie Long is such a bad actor. It's hilarious. Like seriously. Like there's a reason why he did not get much work after that. Because he <laughs> flat as delivery. Hysterical in ways. And uh, I, I will apologize for what I'm about to say. Uh, because it <laughs> John Travolta. Oh God. At the end, he says something that makes no sense. It's an insult that makes no sense. Me and Dave watched this movie a couple years ago, and we, like, died. We, like, fell out of the fucking sofa, and he fell out of the chair just laughing at it. Like, we had to rewind it so he could, like, take a video of his phone and send it to, like, his brother and send it to some other people. Like, oh... So at the end, so basically, what's going on is John Travolta is this Air Force pilot or something like that, and he's stolen two nuclear weapons from the government, and he's basically trying to ransom them off. And one blows up underground in a fucking silver mine or some shit. Who cares? Uh, it's not great. And then people keep shooting near the guns, and John Travolta's like, please don't shoot the nuclear weapons. And that's my best Travolta. And he's awful. He's so bad in this movie. But they get on a train at the end with the other nuke. They're heading to Denver to blow up Denver. And Christian Slater's there to fight it off, and there's a chick that's in, like, NCIS or something like that. Maybe CSI or one of the two. She's redheaded. Um, maybe Criminal Minds. She's in one of those CBS shows. Um, and they're there to stop him, 
and Christian Slater, the the chick gets the John Travolta first, and he's got her. He's like, oh, where's Christian Slater's character? Can't remember his freaking name. He's got one of those action movie names like Jack Quinn, which is hilarious that Jack Quinn's named Jack Quinn and looks like Jack Quinn. Uh, if you don't know who Jack Quinn is, he's Huey and the boys. Um, she gets there and she's like, where's he at? He's always late. He's always had, and then John Travolta says this line. And once again, there's going to be a word in here that a lot of people hate, uh, but it's 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 hilarious. It's so fucking funny, and it's so stupid, and it makes no sense. And he says, he always did have one speed, 100% pussy. I'm like, what does that even mean? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. What is that? Somebody wrote that down in a script. Like, oh, oh. Oh my god, dude. Like I remember when me and Dave watched that. I we just we 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 just fell apart. We could not focus on the rest of the movie. And like when I saw it again, I could not focus on the rest of the movie. And what's crazy is me and Dave watched that like a year and a half ago maybe. I completely forgot all about the mine and like the other nuclear weapon going off. I forgot everything about that movie. I from like a year and a half ago. I remember everything. And I forgot everything about this movie. It's just, it, there's nothing about it that's any good. It's such a bad movie. Ugh, but yeah, he says that fucking line. I'm like, what the hell is that? Like, it's the worst thing ever. But at the same time, I'm so glad it exists. It's worse than Twister. It was better than Underwater with Kristen Stewart, though. You know? I don't know, man. That's like really I didn't watch much of anything else. Um I watched a couple shows with my mom, I guess. You know, I sat went down to Portsmouth and got stuff done. Not a whole lot, but I got stuff done. Uh I ate river. Like the river's weird. I don't want to shit talk too much about the river. It's good. But there's so many people down in like Scioto County who think the river is just like the greatest place that's ever existed. It's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's good. But you bring it up, like, they're like, oh, we're, you know, we're trying to get them to open a location in Cincinnati, or we're trying to get them to go up to Columbus. It's like, like, it might do okay, but it would just be, like, a whole lot of other places, man. It's, it's good stuff. It's not, like, fucking earth-shattering. They make, like, like, I like the malts. I, like, I, I've known quite a few of them over the years. They've always been nice to me. They've always been decent people to me, and they're always, I like talking to them. But there's some people down there that fucking hero worship them. Like, they're the greatest gift that God's green creation, and they just want to just... It's like, like just please, please be friends with me. It's so weird. But, yeah, like I said, I, I like the river. We had the river. It was it was good. It's always, you know, it's always good. Um, and we watched some TV stuff. Uh, there's a show on CBS based on a British show called Ghosts, where, like, the wife can see ghosts, but the husband can't. And, I don't know, it was kind of, it cracked me up. I don't know if I'd watch a lot of it, but it, it seemed kind of funny. And then there was another show with uh, Marcia, Gay, Marcia Gay Harden. Or is it Marcia? I always forget how her first name said. Is it Marcia? Or Marcia? Who cares? And, what's his name? Skylar Aston. It seemed kind of enjoyable. They had decent chemistry. I'm not sure what it's truly about. It seems like, uh, He's like some, like, failure of a child who's now trying to win his love of his mother back or something like that. And they work as, like, a a legal duo. I don't know. It seemed fine. I don't know, man. 
did like driving, but every time I come back from like Portsmouth or yeah, from Portsmouth, especially this time of year, there's always that weird sense of feeling, um, a little down. I don't know. Like I said, it, part of it's just the time of the year, like you know, fuck. Next time I'll be down for like Christmas, man. And then I think my brother's supposed to give me a Christmas tree. I don't own a Christmas tree. Like you know, I have like a little tiny one that's like as big as this monitor. And which monitor is like 24 inches, I think. Maybe not even that. So it's like, it's, it's not big at all. That's like my Christmas decoration. And then I turn the Gobi lights to like red and green. I'm like, look at me. I'm festive. And, <laughs> and yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't do much. But he says not give me a tree. That means my mom will give me all my ornaments. And I didn't get my ornaments on. So I was like, oh, I'll get one. And I forgot to talk to Nathan. Oh, I forget to talk to everybody while I'm down there. That's what sucks about like Portsmouth a lot of the times. Is like, I just, I'm so bad about planning ahead with stuff like that. Like, I just, I don't know. Like I said, I've, I've, my brain's so weird, like, in terms of planning stuff like that. Like, some people are, like, ABC-oriented and, like, how they plan things. They plan a very manageable thing. I do not plan manageably at all. Like, I go A through double Z. You know, I have 50-some things in my brain. And you can't just insert yourself in the middle of those 50 things. You can't just say, hey, I've got a problem. Like, well, tough. You're going to have to get in line because I have a whole lot of other things I need to do. And I think that's why it can be so efficient sometimes. Because, you know, it's like, hey, no, this is how it's going to work. And that's how my brain can only do it. Because if I let you insert yourself, all of a sudden chaos erupts. And I just cannot get back my, get myself back on track. Like I said, I think... Me and my therapist talked about ADHD, and we, I don't know, she said something like maybe looking into medication, and I don't know, I go back and forth about that. If it's something that gets me focused and gets me to do more of what I want to do, like when I write, whether I can focus on writing more and not get sidetracked easily, or whether I can, you know, when I'm working on music, I can sit there and like actually figure something out and not get sidetracked, or, you know, when I'm cleaning, not getting... Oh shit! What's the one? What's the one guy's name from Full House that was in three episodes in 1982 or whatever? I don't know. I just named three things that weren't connected. Um, now I gotta go go look it up, and it's like oh. And then all of a sudden I've been on the sofa for like 45 minutes and didn't get anything clean. Um, or like I think the best example of this is that I got my new mattress. Uh, what about a month ago? A couple months ago, whatever. Wonderful mattress. Um, I'm getting it set up because I didn't have them set it up. I was like, oh, I'll set it up. It's no big deal. I'll put it in there. And Jesus, that thing was heavy. And I'm putting it in there, and there's a... I had a power strip that has like nine, ten plug-ins and a whole bunch of USB ports. I'm like, oh, I'm going to... That's right. I need to put that in with the uh, the podcast stuff, the soundboard, all that fun things. And I'm like, okay, I need to do that. So I stopped moving the mattress to walk over, pick that thing up, to bring it into the other room, instead of finishing putting the mattress where it needs to go, and then doing that. And then it's like, and then because I stopped working on the mattress thing, I started doing other things. Like, oh, I need to move this real quick, and I move that real quick. All of a sudden, it's been like an hour and a half, and I have a mattress half sticking out of my bedroom because I completely lost my focus on what I was doing because something else entered my brain for half a second, and then it took over for an hour and a half. Ugh, so I don't know if that's ADHD or just ADD or whatever. I probably have to see a specialist on that. Ugh, I have to talk to somebody else. Ugh, interaction is not sick, bro. Oh, sick, bro. Whatever, man. Good times, I guess. What else? 
I'm not anywhere. I have not watched Lost. It's like weird. Like to think it's been like two weeks. Like last week, I feel like it's been no time at all since I did the podcast last week. I didn't do anything. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little. I'm falling behind there. I'm trying to think about what's going to be the big epic rewatch after I get done with Lost. But I keep like thinking also I'm in season two of Lost. Why am I already focusing on what am I going to watch next? What's going to be the next in depth review? Um, yeah, I need to get on that again. I need to. Ugh. I got my cataloging done finally, so like, I mean, at least I'm catching up on some stuff. And I think the music room is... I keep saying this every time I get a new piece. It's almost done. I got the rug. The replacement chair is going to be in next week. Um, not this coming week, the week after. Then I think I finally figured out what's going to go on the empty space wall. Um, and then I got a new TV coming and soundbar. This room is going to be fucking lit, bro, right? Is that correct? I'm going to... I'll send a text to Maddie and Cheyenne and make sure I use that correctly. I'm so fucking old sometimes. I have no idea how things are supposed to be said. It's dumb. Straight hundo, right? Who cares? (laughs) Slang is... How how does anybody who speaks English ever figure out how the fuck to speak English? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's... Yeah, you can sit there and learn from the textbook. Okay, and then you talk to, like, three people, and you're like, what the hell are you guys talking about? I remember having uh, an Austrian exchange student um, in high school. What was her name? Angelica. She was really nice. I liked her. Sat beside each other in Spanish. I used to give her shit, because I'd sometimes get better grades than her in Spanish. And she would get so fired up and mad. (laughs) She'd get so pissy. And I was like, oh, I don't even care. Um... Uh, what was it called? Yeah, then, like I said, I think somebody said shithead around her. And she just had no idea what that could mean. Like, huh? I don't understand shithead? What does that mean? And, like, people try to explain it to her. And, you know, you were just dumb Northwest kids. We're like, oh, I don't know, somebody's being, uh, being a shithead, huh? You know, we can't explain nothing because we did dumb hicks, bro. Because we... <laughs> I don't know who fucking cares. Uh, but I always thought it was funny, like, hearing her, because she would say it, you know, she not using it as a curse, she's just using it as, I have no idea what this means. It'd be me saying some egregious thing in Italian or German or something like that, and just, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? How is that supposed to be used? I don't know. <sighs> Weird. Weird, man. Weird. That's the name of this podcast, is fucking Weird. Oh shit! Let's jump into the songs of the week, guys. I'm I'm kind of tuckered out. I think that's one thing I hate about going down to Portsmouth is it just absolutely wipes me out for like the week because it takes it kind of takes away my days off because I get two days off and both days are spent. And usually not like I go down Tuesday night and come back up Thursday night or something like that where I have like a whole day. It's like no, I go down Wednesday at some point and then drive back. So it's like I do like the two hour drive like one a day and it does kind of take it out of me. It makes me feel like I don't get any time off and it makes me tired. Uh, but one song I always think about when I listen, uh, when I go down to Portsmouth is The Weaker Thans. Uh, it's a song called Left and Leaving. It's an absolutely beautiful song. Beautiful song uh, from these guys from Winnipeg, right? Yeah, Winnipeg, right? It's so weird that like fucking John K. Sampson was in Propagandi. For what the weaker thans are to what propaganda is, it's so weird to think that there's a member that was in both bands. (laughs) 
Gay Sampson, the writer and like lead guy for that. He, I think he played bass with Prabha Gandhi. Um, it's, it's so weird. Um, shoot. There was a tweet from... Dan, is it Dan Ozzy? I think it is. He's a he's a writer, a music writer. Um, not a songwriter. He writes like books about music and articles. And he had this great tweet about this. It's like Propagandi band practice in 95. And he had like the main singer from uh, Propagandi coming in. He's like, I got 10 songs about like class warfare and like all these other crazy things. It's like, And then John K. Sampson comes. He's like, I wrote this poem about my favorite armchair in Winnipeg and a mouse that lives in my sweater. And it's like, that's so on the nose for what the weaker hands in Propagandi are. And like what John K. Sampson is a writer. He's just like a very poetic guy. Uh, he's an English, like an I think he's like an English professor too, and stuff like that. He, he's just a fantastic writer. I was like, it's sometimes it's not so much like a songwriting; it is more like a poetry thing. But um, I think I stole a lyric of his. I can't remember. I'm, I was dating this girl in Portsmouth, and we were walking around, and I said something like this: "Like this city, like Portsmouth, is nothing but broke uh, something in broken glass." I can't remember what I said, and she absolutely loved when I said that. She's like, "Oh wow, that's just so beautiful and poetic." I'm like, "God damn." You got it. She was so in love with me, and I could not give her anything because I was emotionally immature. Uh, I still am. Mostly I'm just actually more just immature. I still laugh at my own fart jokes. <laughs> oh, anyway, this is Left and Leaving from uh, the Week of Ends, but the Broken Glass thing, he makes a reference to Broken Glass um, in this song. I But I can't remember if I made that reference before I knew the weaker lands or not. I can't match the timelines up in my head. I don't think I did. I think I may have already known them. And I stole it to make myself look good because that's all dating is, is stealing cool things from other people you know to make yourself look cooler than you actually are. And that is dating friends and family. Oh, this is Left and Leaving by the weaker lands. I think the record's from the same name, isn't it? Yes, the record is the same. 2000. Jesus. Oh, where is it? There it is. Let's do this. One of my absolute favorite songs ever. It's just a beautifully written song, very poetic song, a very deep meaning song, and just a whole lot of different ways to take it and like kind of mend it to your beliefs and feelings. Um, I love that opening. Like The whole opening verse is pretty cool. Like just... My city's still breathing, but barely. It's true. Through buildings gone missing like teeth, and the sidewalks are watching me think about you, sparkled with broken glass. I'm back with scars to show, back with the streets I know will never take me anywhere but here. That familiarity of coming home and stuff like that, and kind of being around those things that kind of shaped you as a person, and kind of, especially young, like that early adulthood, like those early mid-twenties. Like, you know, I remember, like, walking around, uh... Anytime I'm walking around the pub and stuff like that, maybe walking down the Steins or walking that little area, always brings me back to a lot of different things. And that sparkle with broken glasses ports me to a fucking tea. Um, yeah, it's just, oh, it's a great, 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 great song. The memory, then that uh, verse with the memories will rust and erode into lists of all that you gave me, a blanket, some matches, this pain in my chest, the best parts of lonely. I think they kind of cut out the reverb in his voice on that. They kind of make it a little bit more lonely in that like line, I think. I don't know. Maybe just being a production error, but it could be a little cool production thing they did. 
you know, every birthday card I throw away. Man, I keep all my fucking cards. I tried my best to keep all my cards. You send me Christmas cards, I keep that shit. You send me a birthday card, I keep that shit. You know? I should get I should have gotten Christmas cards made up. My buddy Dan keeps trying to get me to do it. <laughs> to send them to people. And I should. I think it'd be fun to do. I'm not. I just don't know. I think I'd, I'd come up with some goofy thing to do with it. You know, I think it'd be kind of fun. Uh, I almost had like uh, the coolest card I ever. The coolest card I ever got. Jesus, uh, was my dad. It was like it was probably the year before he had to go into the home. Um, he could not get himself off the sofa and stuff like that because of his depression and stuff like that. He. Uh, could not get himself to go Christmas shopping for anybody. So he finally got up enough to where he went out like Christmas Eve and bought us all cards. And uh, bought me and my sister, my brother Nathan, one and gave them to us. And um, I don't know whatever happened to mine. It pisses me off that I don't have it anymore. I asked about it. My mom was like, I, it probably got tossed years ago. I'm like, yeah, it probably did. This has been like 10 years. Shit. Um... But his was just card and open it up. It's very similar to the tattoo I have on my arm, which was the last line of the letter he wrote me when I was in my car accident. Um, which I, I, do, I remember talking about that with Jake. I, I, I need to go over that with you guys. I, I do have feelings I need to talk about. I should have wrote that down. I'm so bad about writing stuff down for my therapist. I need to talk about my car accident more about. Ugh, changes. Blah. But anyway, the uh, mind card, you open it up and it said, Never lose your free spirit, love dad. I always kind of wanted the tattoo, like kind of this open card on my hand or on my uh, forearm kind of very similar to how I have my forearm tattoo and have that as a card that's kind of ha like kind of half open so you can kind of see what it says and it just says that like never lose your free spirit love dad always wanted to kind of have that tattoo on me but like I said I can't find that fucking card anywhere man if I could fucking find it I'd, I'd still do it I don't, well I don't know I'm gonna be redundant with this other one who gives a shit good tattoos are good fucking tattoos and that's what tattoos are. For. That's what your thirties are for, man. To have good tattoos, because you know, usually by the time you get to my age, you're full of the dumb tattoos you thought were cool when you were twenty. So, you know, now I'm smart enough to get good ones, like cool ones on my eyelids or some shit like that. <laughs> no, but that was the weaker than's left and leaving off two thousands left and leaving. Well, I think that's my favorite weaker than's record. I think. I don't know. I go back and forth on my favorite ones all the time. Um, why are people texting me when I'm doing a damn broadcast? I'm out right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was my other songs? Oh yeah, for some reason, man, I think it might be the time of the year as well. I'm also into the Menzingers again. I haven't. I think we've only listened to the Menzingers like once, or I think maybe only once. And I can't. That may have just been like an opening song. I don't think I ever used them as a song of the week. I love the Menzingers. Um. I need, like, a history keeper on this. Devin, if you're out there, I, I do need, a, uh, I do need a, a good stenographer for the podcast. So get your ass down here and write this stuff. Just do it. Just do it. I'll pay you later at some point. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't do that at all. Oh. This is from... I have done the Menzingers because I used something... I think, uh, I think I used Telling Lies off After the Party. I have the songs of the week list. I should fucking do it. I need to update it again. I, I'm a couple weeks behind on it. Um, which song did I decide to do? It's between two. Right in the middle of this record. I think it was, it was Midwestern States. 
it's kind of about that feeling of leaving, you know, just driving straight through those Midwestern states to uh, L.A. is only two days if we drive straight, Denver if we get tired. Like, I love the Midwestern states. I love this whole record. After the party, I love all the first three records. I haven't listened enough to, what's the other record called? Hello Exile to make a true judgment on it. It's three years old. Jesus, Brandon, get on it. Come on, man. Um, yeah, that's what I picked, right? It wasn't. It wasn't the bars or the wild years. Yeah. Focus, Brandon. Yeah, it was Midwestern States by the Menzingers, one of my favorite bands from Philly. Good guys, great guys, wonderful guys. I keep going to talk and forget to unmute myself. <laughs> oh, amateur, man. Amateur. Amateur, man. Oh, God, I love Midwest. I just love the Menzingers. I, I forgot, uh, God, I like how I love them, but I can never think of the members' names anymore. I don't think I ever actually knew the members' names. I actually don't. I think it's Greg. Yeah, Greg uh, Barnett. I think he just released a solo record, if I'm thinking correctly. Yeah, he did. Cool, man. You know, uh, I guess he kind of got stuck up, you know, with COVID stuff like that, and he ended up writing a record. That's pretty cool. I just found that out last night. I think that's what sparked my Menzingers li listen. I haven't listened to him for a little bit. They're always in that like, man, it's constant rotation of bands there's always a time and place of the year uh but yeah midwestern states i hold love the whole second verse of stuff oh uh, did i fucking where did i do there we go that whole second verse really kind of digs in I'm like you know hey you know we don't have much but we got each other that whole notion and stuff like that you know most nights we always fall asleep with something dumb on netflix some nights trash reality or kids cartoons or shitty documentaries not perfect but we're good together then yeah, me, you, and our bad tattoos, all our stick and pokes, all our inside jokes. We'll regret them when we're dead and sober, but we're still breathing and the party ain't over. <laughs> God, I love the Menzingers, man. I need to see those guys live. I still haven't saw those guys live. I really want to. Um, yeah, so that's Midwestern States by the Menzingers. Great, great track. Great, great band. Um, and yeah, then I think I was kind of talking about this earlier. I switched up the Horrible Crow song this week with it still being December, being cold outside. I got the heater blasting on my legs. Um, yeah, we're gonna be picking. We're gonna be picking quite a few fucking Horrible Crow songs. I, I kind of thought about you know. I, I think like I said, I'm gonna do like a. Uh, I'm not sure if it's gonna be this week, maybe the week after. I'm gonna do a uh, Virtute the Cat episode, which I think is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm gonna work that one out real quick. It's gonna be a little quick one. Like I said, it won't be, it's not going to be as ambitious in nature as what I'm planning with the, uh, you know, uh, This Is Middle Age, Requiem for the Game, and uh, 17 Seconds of Hell. It's not quite as ambitious as that in terms of what I want to do with it. It's more of just kind of a straightforward thing. I think it could be a lot of fun because, like I said, by Virtute at Rest being my number one song of the year on Spotify, I guess, this year, which I still don't think is correct, whatever, um... It made me listen to all three songs, and it's so cool to listen to those three songs together and really connect them up and really have, like, really look into those songs. So, I don't know. But um, I thought about it. Maybe I should have done a whole thing about Elsie by The Horrible Crows. Maybe I should have done, like, a whole, just a, where we just sit here, where I just sit here, we listen to the whole record, I kind of go song by song about it. But I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't think I can really make that work quite as well as I wanted to. At least at my talent levels at the moment. Maybe down the road. Maybe next. Maybe next December. I'll be so smooth on this microphone, like Rob Thomas Santana, nineteen ninety nine hit smooth on this microphone that I do it. But right now, 
I'm, I'm just not quite there. So, yeah. Yeah, because I kind of see Virtute de Cat as like an easy subject for me to kind of dig in with. And a nice little like uh, dry run <laughs> um, for the stuff that I hope is coming within the next six months if I get to it. God damn. I hope I don't get like six months in. I'm like, you know, it's, it's about six months away. It's going to be about six months away still. And then 10 years from now, I'm that guy who's at McDonald's when he's 80. And he's just like, oh, man, I'm going to get the car together. I'm going to head out west. I'm going to become a movie star. Never get fucking started. What am I talking about? Anyway, this is from Horrible Crows, Elsie. I said, I picked Behold the Hurricane last week. I'm picking the song that was before it on the record, right? Is that what one I'm picking? Am I sure? Am I sure? Man, there's so many fucking great songs. Blood Loss is beautiful. God damn it, Brandon. Which one are we picking? Uh, nope, don't change your mind, Brandon. This is Sugar. This is song number two from uh, the Horrible Crows, Elsie, 2011. Right? Yeah, 2011. Like I said, still one of my favorite, absolute favorite records. I think I listened to it twice this week. I'm going to pop it on the... I might pop it on. I might pipe the live version on after the uh, vinyl. You know what? Fuck it. How about we just do the live version now? Live at the Troubadour, 2013. I think this is like their second ever show. Never mind. It's six and a half minutes long. I don't think I want to keep you that long. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, there's demos and stuff. Eh. Cool, man, I did not know they released a demo thing on the 10th anniversary. How did I not know this? Come on, man. Oh, is it available on vinyl? Shit, guys, you're about to, you're, you're listening to me spend money in real time. <laughs> anyway, this is Sugar by the Horrible Crows. All right. Good shit there, man. Oh, God, I love this record. Sugar, sugar need a little sugar sometimes i listen to this record and think it's almost like he had an idea for a uh a concept record about a murderer i i kind of think that it got lady killer i think behold a hurricane can work i think sugar like in last rites i think they all kind of work in a certain way blood loss even um there's quite a few songs i don't know i've never looked into whether there's like an overarching theme for this let's see if there's some fun shit with it man two seconds yeah, this is it, isn't it? Yeah. Dark commentary on life, man. Darker side of soul music. Yeah, it's raw, man. It's good shit. I fucking love this song so much, man. It's this nice little build. I just like how that like, like little drive of like the kind of like the little shaker and the bass is kind of just kind of continuously driving the song. And like kind of that guitar is kind of just interluding with little notes here and there. It's not like oh, it's not overplaying its fucking thing. It's dope. It's so good, man. And I love that. Towards the end there, the uh, nobody else waits on you when your hands shake like the breeze. Your mind is a permanent dream that you had long before you crawled through my door. Like I said, it's such an atmosphere song. That is a that is a cold weather song. That is the fucking dark winds are blowing in. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to be kind of tied up for a couple days because it's fucking tough, man. Good shit. Great stuff from Elsie. Song number two from that record. We'll probably talk more about it for the rest of the year. The rest of the cold. I don't think we'll get through every song. I don't think there's enough time. But at the same time, we'll get through a lot of them. Whatever. (laughs) So I think that's my time. Once again, I pulled an hour and ten minutes out of my ass. What a great guy I am. I'm pretty freaking cool. I'm consistently great. Whatever. Uh, we talked about not a whole lot. I think we had a good time talking about a whole lot of nothing. But we had a great whatever. I think I just said the same thing three times. Who cares? Um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, make sure you spread the good old word. Uh, it's available anywhere 
and what you call it anywhere podcasts are available i'm 99 i'm like pretty sure i'm there um yeah if you have suggestions for the show let me know if you want to be on the show let me know if you have answers let me know um yeah, I think we had a good time. I will see you next Sunday. We'll have three more songs. You might see me this Wednesday with the Vertute the Cat thing, but you might see me the following week. You never know. Keep your eye. Make sure you subscribe, and you'll find out when it gets posted. <laughs> Look at me plugging. Once again, thank you, Anchor, for sponsoring the podcast. It's uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. Uh, thank you once again for everybody who has listen to this whatever i don't know here we are at the end of the show and i don't know where to go man uh three songs tonight from the weaker thans the menzingers and the horrible crows three the bands that was actually the theme was the no it wasn't what am i talking about then we had a great springsteen song of the week hell yeah fucking crush on you hell fucking yeah bro um yeah hopefully i have more on the lost rewatch here soon and then We'll continue to move forward with whatever. I think we'll keep talking about issues and stuff like that. Hopefully I have good news about pushing through a few things I'm working on. Um, and maybe I will... I don't know. We're at the end, aren't we? We're at the end, man. Uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Um, did I miss anything? Thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Stay positive. Get better. Like I said, if you're having troubles this time of the year, make sure you're reaching out to the people. Also, if you're one of those people who's aware or kind of feeling that somebody might be down, make sure you check in on your friends. Check in from time to time just to make sure they're doing okay. You know, you get your weekly check-ins with me. You don't have to check in on me. But, you know, check in on some people you may know that has struggles with uh, depression or struggles with high anxieties in this time of year. Make sure you just check in on them. Make sure you know that they're aware that they have somebody to go to. Um, other than that, I don't think I got much of anything. I'll see you soon, I guess. Peace out. Raise hell, praise Dale. Am I right? <laughs>